and also the like the pre-chorus leading into the something's different, you know, <laughs> typical Tim Armstrong. Something's different. Something's, something's different, different, man. man. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music, and well, that's pretty much it. So uh, let's go. Just fucking did this like five minutes ago. I know. Uh, this is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different album from a different artist or band. We break it down. We find out all the secrets, and we let you guys know. We let you guys in on all those secrets. So, uh, my name is Tyler. Way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. Um, go to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Uh, we have a Discord server if you want to join that. Uh, let us know. We'll send you the link. We have a phone number. You can call, leave a voicemail, send a text. Phone number is 503-893-5307. All right, Jeff. What uh, what album are we doing today? In a War Zone by the Transplants. Transplants formed in 1999 in Los Angeles, California by Tim Armstrong on vocals, guitar, bass, and beats, and Skinhead Rob on vocals. They currently have three full-length records, one EP and one remix album. Uh, in a War Zone, the album we're doing today is the band's third record. It was released June 25th, 2013, and it features Tim Armstrong on vocals, guitar, Skinhead Rob on vocals, Kevin Bivona on bass, and Travis Barker on the drums. Now, Jeff... What is your origin story with transplants? What do you got? Go. I mean, obviously, hearing about transplants, but really, see, like diamonds and guns is is where it kind of I guess started. Yeah, I swear this was in like a shampoo commercial. It was like, uh, Garnier Fructis. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Pantene Pro V, but that's just <laughs> as stupid too. So okay. <laughs> 
such a dumb names, man. What, what is a fucking Garnier Fructis? What is Pantene Pro V? No, I don't, what is that? What is a Pantene? I don't know. What oh, that's is. terrible. Okay, so it wasn't a shampoo commercial. That's yes. that's cool. That's pretty punk, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny that you immediately knew that it was Garnier Fructis. <laughs> I remember seeing that commercial all the time. Oh, God, it's so good. Yeah, that was, I mean, even then I thought it was stupid. Even in, you know, our, this was like right when we were in high school, too. So this, this is sophomore this was stupid. year of our high school. Two, mm-hmm. three, four, five. Yeah, like right. Maybe we were in high school or just about to start in high school. I don't no, know. No, we were in high school. We were in high school. Well, okay. Maybe not. I don't know. We were. We were. I know we were. I, I only did three years in high school because I was so smart. I skipped a grade. Oh, so okay. I was probably still in middle <laughs> school. Um, but, okay. But even though we met, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, Stories I, don't I just, line up. I've just never told you this, but that's fine. I, okay. I, I just always thought it was dumb. And Diamonds and Guns, even still to this day, it's it's catchy and it's it's interesting, but it's it's pretty dumb. It's pretty pop. But again, like like we talked about in the rankings, this was this was a group that that nobody called for and this was like this was so cool because mm-hmm. I've never been a big fan of Rancid, more of a fan recently than than prior years, but never been like a big fan of Rancid. Definitely not a Tim Armstrong fan. But this was fun. This was a cool thing that that we liked to listen to in high school because, or right before high school, because I skipped a grade. This was a really fun thing to listen to. I'm just saying, this is really fun. So, so I guess I don't know. Just just following Blink in in this era, and then knowing this was coming, and then listening to it, I guess is is my origin story. I don't remember when the first time I heard it or anything like that. But eh, I don't know. Okay. Whatever. My my origin story, you know, the same. We went to the same high school. We had, generally speaking, the same friends. Uh, we're both huge Blink fans at the time. So I remember the first time I heard it was Diamonds and Guns on K-Rock. And I thought I hated it. I thought, what? This is not Blink. This is not, bo- I think Boxcar <laughs> Racer had just come out too. I thought, this is not Blink at all. I don't like it. But then, you know, then I've, I just got the, I remember I burned the CD from somebody. So I listened to that. And then that changed everything for me was when I actually listened to the CD. And then I ended up liking Diamonds and Guns a lot after hearing it in the context of the record. But I remember just being obsessed with the CD, with the record. And then uh, ex-girlfriend of the pod, Jessica, she was really obsessed with them too. Like we just could not get enough of tra- the transplants. And uh, and then I even saw them, they opened, I saw them play once and they opened up for Foo Fighters at the um, Gibson Amphitheater, or the Universal Amphitheater when it was still there. And that show was so cool. And that's when I got to, when Dave Grohl ran up into the crowd and he started, he stood right next to me and was like shredding a guitar solo literally right next to me. And that yeah, was really cool. It was a really cool experience. But Transplants opened for them. So did you cool. ask Dave Grohl why the Foo Fighters music is so boring? I did ask him that. Yeah. He yeah. didn't give me an answer right then and there. But okay. Yeah. That's, that's my origin story with Transplants. I was just super into them when this came out and then... Like I said in the rankings, when the second record came out, I bought that. I went to Best Buy, bought that CD. I fucking hated it. I listened to it maybe twice, and I just put it away, never to hear it again, until recently. So, yeah, that's my origin story. So yeah, I've never, I've, I've never been like into the transplants really ever, and I, oh. I, I think it's just because I don't like Tim Armstrong so much, and I just can't stand his <laughs> his cool guy voice, and and yet but, you you bought the Op Ivy record. A month ago, two months ago, whenever that was, it was like a month ago. 
Uh, still. That's not the point of when you got it. The know, point is that you like that it. It has like anything to do with, with that. With, yeah, whatever. No, but that's 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 good though because he's not he's not. No, no, that's good because he's not like the lead vocalist. Oh, okay. Still, anyway, but let's let's move on. So, um, got our origin story. What are your initial thoughts on the album of the week in a war zone? What do you got? Go in a war zone. So, I don't have any stinkers. I do. I do have a decent amount of okay songs, but I mean, they they could easily just be bangers. Also, I have Mm -hmm. like five true bangers that are untouchable and then everything else is just uh it's at least okay to banger good overall okay. overall it was a good album i liked it um, i'm glad i i think that this came out at a at a at a good time i think this was kind of important because this is this is so late in the game for like this type of music for this mm-hmm. this kind of punk protest type of music and in the 2010s really we we transitioned from from the '90s punk slash pop punk into more of of like a, a, a day to remember, I guess that type of metalcore, but still kind of punk sometimes. And then just a, a lot of the, these bands stopped becoming like larger than life. It just kind of went down to a smaller scale. And so, th- like when I say that we didn't call for the first Transplants album, we 100% did not call for this one either. But this was so important because this brought back life to like punk rock music. This was this this brought back just an an, an aggression that was missing from punk for so fucking long. And there's a mm-hmm. lot of cool punk bands and, and pop punk bands that have come out in like the Wonder Years is is pretty old and they were pretty big in the two thousand tens. But there's no aggression there. There's there's no and I love the band and, and there's but there's no like aggression. Yeah. And and you know, these guys are already in established bands that have made a lot of money. And so now they're coming back and, and going backwards and taking it back to like the early two thousands and that sound and saying, Hey, fuck the government. Well, why? I don't know. It's fuck them. Okay. <laughs> and that's, that's kind of what like in a war zone is. It's just yeah, yeah. like, I don't need a fucking reason to hate the government. I just fucking hate them. Mm-hmm. And musically and, it shows too. That's much more hardcore punk than, than anything they had done. And that's just that's that's just something that it's been gone in music or in punk music for so long, it, it, except in your your way downscale of, of the DIY scene. But mm-hmm. in, in the bigger bands, it, nobody's fucking the government just for no reason other than just to fuck the government. There's always a reason. <laughs> yeah. But these that, these guys don't need a reason. They, this, they don't give a shit. I fucking hate them for no reason. And <laughs> I just want to hate them. And that's that was what was refreshing about this. Mm-hmm. And it was fun. And and the other thing that I thought was really great was like the sound quality, the production. I thought it, I thought it sounded fantastic. It was so right? good. I thought Travis. I thought a, a lot drums. of the times. Oh, so good. I thought a lot of the times that the because sometimes the, the the guitar was so distorted, and when the, when it would do like an intro, I said, okay, this is probably going to drown out everything else because it's Tim and he's in the oh, I want to be in the front and no, it, like it was like the opposite. He would start off and it'd be loud. And then everybody else would come in, and then he'd almost disappear. And it was just—it yeah. was really cool how humble everybody was at letting the music kind of just be in the forefront rather than their egos be in the forefront, which like brings you back to Travis too. Like, how the fuck does Travis? This is this is one of the coolest things Travis has ever done. His drum performance on this is like damn near 
perfect. He is so good at being just a solid punk drummer. He does a lot of fills, but they're like tiny mm-hmm. little fills, and they're not annoying fills like we heard on like a uh, Toy Page era, where it's just like, dude, what are you doing? Slow down, calm down. This is just yeah. a perfect drum performance by Travis. And he plays a lot of really cool um, electronic parts too, just sporadically throughout the record to complement more of the hip hop elements, which is really cool. It it doesn't his his hip hop drumming or the electronic drumming doesn't saturate the entire mix or the entire sound, which is really cool. It's nice. It's it's a nice blend of it all. And and I agree with you. The production on this record, the mix on this record, I think is is top notch. His snare sound, like that, his snare sound sound is one is is perfect. It's so good, and that's as stupid as it sounds. Drum tones on records over the last ten years have just, to me at least, have just been sounded atrocious. I just, it's almost like there's no different, there's no difference, much difference in sound between all the various drums in a, in a drummer's kit now. Like all the toms generally sound the same. The snare even sounds closer to a tom than a snare like it doesn't in more modern recordings i don't know if you've noticed this but it doesn't seem like there's a lot of crack when somebody hits a snare it's very just kind of thrown in the front of the mix and it's just too fucking loud and just, I think drum, just a, drumming a, in the last 10 years have just as on record it just has been terrible that's for sure a shift in 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 music because that's why this re- record was so refreshing is because again t- this is 2013 this is not yeah like if you listen to this, you would have thought, oh yeah, this I, I listened to this in high school. This is like yeah, 2005. This, this is fucking yeah. 2013. This was yeah. not punk music was not like this in 2013. It's still not like this today, and it's just a shift in music. And there's definitely an emphasis on on lyrics, on kind of like complexity in instrumentation, mm-hmm. and there's less of an emphasis on bass playing and drumming. And it's like I agree with you too that a lot of times the drums just sound like you might as well just have a snare, a, a bass drum and a hi-hat because that's all you're going to fucking hear. Yeah. And most of the times, most of that shit sounds blown out anyway. So yeah, there's true. no point. He's just there to keep time at best. And, and like this album was just, even though I don't think it's, it's like great structurally or anything like that. I just think it's just, it's almost like innovative because it's like the past crashing through the walls of the future and saying, you guys are fucking up. Listen to this. And it was I'm really with, good. And I'm with you, man. There's no reason why they should have made this record. It doesn't make any sense why they would have put this out I at know. all. Like, why? like, there's no way they could have thought this is going to be successful. This is going to chart. Or this is, we're going to have singles. They they made no videos for this record. There's no there's one single, but it didn't chart at all. Um, yeah, no videos, nothing. Like, there's <laughs> there's no reason why they recorded this record, but. It's awesome. I love that. I love the the idea that they just made it just to have fun when we all know Travis has zero fun. So yes. it was probably just a lot of fun between Tim and Rob. Um, and I, and I double checked real quick cause I, I kind of wanted to see where they recorded it, whether or not it was at Travis's studio or what, or Tim's studio. But I guess they, they recorded it two studios in LA, one called the opera music studio and the other one called the boat, both in LA and then uh, it was produced by the band as well as Chris Holmes, Holmes, who, if you don't remember, he co-produced uh, the Plus Forty Four record with uh, with Mark and Travis. So, mm. and he's a good friend with them. I think he's done a lot of stuff with Mark over the years, like with not only Plus Forty Four, but I think like Motion City and all the other bands that Mark has produced. I think Chris either co-produces it or he engineers it. 
So, yeah, he's been, he was a big part of the Blink, you know, timepiece between like 2005 and like 2015, I feel. Like he worked with all the Blink related bands, which is cool. There was there was a lot of people on this on this album too that that kind of surprised me at who they were or how how interconnected. I mean, obviously that they they want to do everything in house, but one of the guys that played that played uh, just random instruments is married to what's her name, Mrs. Interrupter, Amy Interrupter, oh, the or something singer, like that. The singer from the Interrupters. Yeah, Terrible whatever man. she calls herself. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that, but yeah, she he's he's married. Amy Interrupter is what she calls herself, and, and the he's bass married player, to right? Yeah, yeah. He played like yeah. keys and guitar and help production and stuff. But yeah, he's, but he's, he played bass on this too. Right? Yeah, he's he's married to yeah. her, and I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, kind of weird how I mean, the, I honestly the Interrupters are only popular because of Tim Armstrong. That's the only reason why, and they're such a blatant ripoff of Rancid. It's insane. That to me, Rancid. They, they sound almost exactly like, like Rancid. I like the Interrupters. I do. I they're really fine. do. They're fine. They're fine, but they're nothing. They're nothing. There's nothing that stands out about them. There's nothing no. unique about them. You know. No. Like it, they, it's fine. It's fine to rip somebody off, but don't just make it your own, though. You rip them off. And make it your own. Yeah, Whatever. they're fine. They're fine. Leave, they're leave fine. them alone. Get up. God damn, dude. Get off. You brought it all up. the time. You brought all it all the up. time. But you started like Reiner. Like so you hate that girl. <laughs> You hate her like I hate uh, Tim. Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but you have, but you have no right to hate Tim. I just find him very annoying. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> <laughs> like his, and really I don't even know him in any way. Or I've never really read any interviews where he's been like a dick or anything. And I've I've never heard anything about him being an overall dick to people. He's always seems pretty nice and pretty outgoing and and helpful. But yeah. I, just, I can't stand how fucking low he plays the guitar, and I can't stand his voice. I think it's just stupid. And he has that big ass Gretsch I guitar too. I hate those guitars. <laughs> and he plays left-handed, so it looks even oh, weirder. God, dude, he's so annoying. <laughs> and he spins a lot too on stage. You ever notice that mm-hmm. he spins really fast? No, I would never watch him on stage. <laughs> Leave. But yeah, oh, man, like man. this is this this is just cool coming out 2013 again. Like this is I. They had to have been just sitting around talking about music and just like, hey, so like, who are you listening to these days? And they probably just over and over kept bringing up bands that have already existed for the past 10 years mm-hmm. and then thought like, damn, how come we cannot name one new band that is fucking legit? And they're like, we should just, we, we, we should just remind the people what it's like to be like punk rockers because this is just, this is good old fashioned punk rock and, and like Dookie's just good old fashioned punk rock. That's just... Nothing hard to digest. It's right there. This is just good old fashioned punk rock, and I dig. Yeah, yep. For the most part, with a little bit of hip hop, just enough hip hop to not like overshadow. I think what they were just trying to do and have fun. Yeah, and not even just like hip hop too. They got like Bun B to come in here, and yeah, like, I was gonna. It's just, I mean, we're like we talk about like Outkast and stuff, where like Southern hip hop, if it's not Outkast, it's UGK. So okay, it's, that's what I was gonna ask you about. I didn't know anything about them. Yeah, they're they're. So it was just two guys. One guy's dead now, Pimp C. But the other guy, mm-hmm. Bun B, he was he's the one that was on this album. And it's just like these are not no namers in, in, in the hip hop community. Where I mean Paul Wall's fine, but you <laughs> know EGK. And you know, Paul Wall's kind of a dork. <laughs> <laughs> he he is he is a dork. Paul Wall's a dork. Oh man. So 
should we because i do want to talk about something that's different do you want to get into that now or do you want to get into in a war zone well we already played in a war zone so let's 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 do that one because this one is my one b baby oh it is this is my two b in a war zone is my two b so uh i mean this is straight off the bat this this gets you pumped this is like romper this is romper stomper Part two. That's what yeah, this is. exactly. It just it gets you going. I mean, Rob doesn't scream as much as he does in Romper Stomper because his screams on that song are just in, intense. Um, but this this is faster, and they're both screaming. Like Tim doesn't really scream that much. Well, I don't even know if he's screaming in this. He just he's raspier than normal on, on yeah. this song. He probably just has his mic turned up really really loud, and he's just <laughs> aggressively talking. <laughs> and his, when he said because rob does the first in a war zone and then tim says it next and his it just sounds like so in sounds like an old man in a i can't i can't even like i can't even try to copy tim armstrong singing it's so weird but it just it sounds so funny uh, it's man. this one is funny because i wrote i wrote like this one just starts off with yelling the name of the song that's it's yeah. silly and then it's just, it, <laughs> dude, everything is just so heavy and distorted. So nice. And then Travis, he can play simple punk stuffs. Yeah. And the most he churches it up here was just, he does some rolls every here and there. But again, it's nothing like, like, uh, online songs that, that riff that he does in online songs where he like pauses. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. Like that's just so complex for such a stupid, simple song. <laughs> and he never does any of that stuff here. He stays true to just to the form, to the genre, to what mm-hmm. we want from Travis. And in a war zone, this is such a this is a perfect pump up song. And the it lyrics is. are so dumb, but I fucking love them. I love them. <laughs> civil war, civil arrest, civil disobedience, civil, civil aggress. Best. Come on. I think I think it I think he says civil disobedience, civil at best. I think that's what he says. I think the lyrics on on genius or wrong civil at best yeah civil at best like civil disobedience civil at best like i think it, it's civil at best just because i think he's just making a commentary on like if you are going into war like it's it it's civil at best like you war is terrible you know does that make sense i don't know how i'm trying to explain this but I mean that would that would fit. It would rhyme better, I guess, with the rest. I thought aggress it fit because of like it's maybe it's he aggressive. does say it. I I've just I've just always heard at best, and when I saw this, I I I was very surprised. But then there are other lyrics throughout this album that I I hear differently. So I, I don't know. And then a bunch of lyrics are missing. I've, I noticed on Genius, like half the record is missing. Yeah. So that was kind of that was tough for me. It's like someone just gave up. Yeah, I mean, and then trying to decipher what Tim is saying is so difficult at times. I don't even think so. like I mean, as as far as complexity goes in these lyrics, I I think this entire album is just again just a big fuck you to any kind of authority. Doesn't yeah. matter who, doesn't matter why. It's that's just what it is. Yep. And then I love the way in this song how at the end of the the chorus, the last two lines are "Make a wrong move, you'll end up dead." It's just such a, like a, it is such a fuck you. Like it's a, yeah. hey, like you're, I'm going to fuck you up. I love it. It's perfect for this song. Great lyrics. So good. It's so <laughs> stupid. I love them. Some perfectly placed pick slides as well. Yes. Transitioning. The pick slides are perfect on this. I love it. It's I, so pop punk, but 
so aggressive at the same time. That's great. And that's that, like that's what makes this also so so good is this this is like trans this is like bringing together the punk community, the pop punk community, the punk rock communities, anybody that likes distorted guitars playing faster. Everybody's coming together. And then now we got like the metalcore community, like I said, like a day to remember that that era of bands coming together and pretty much anybody that played warp tour that was a new band after mm-hmm. 2005 2006 their first time playing warp tour nobody sounded like this it was all no. of that new guard of like yeah. the bands yeah. like ghost remember ghost go like yeah there was a band called ghost they were really dumb too ghost like the like the band with the masks no, oh, yeah, there was another band called Ghost. There was there really song. another band called yeah, Ghost. Yeah, it was. It was just stupid. Oh, I don't remember that at all. Probably like, better wait. we don't remember. No. <laughs> but yeah, like nobody, like like Warp Tour was was the good. I don't know a good way to gauge where music is at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like I said, any band that played Warp Tour for the first time after two thousand and five did not sound anything like this. Not at all. No, it was either emo or metalcore. That's that's all it was. And but, but again, like, yeah, you're right. Like emo or metalcore, it was focused on so many different things that were kind of getting away from because they shared the same root. They shared the same root in like punk music. Yeah, and yeah. it's they're they're diverging from that. But they're missing like the main component of the punk music is just like, just keep it simple. Sometimes yeah, just dumb it, it down. It doesn't have to be so complex. Like the emo kids, you don't have to do all this crazy cordage and, and sing <laughs> about how horrible your life is. And it's honestly, same with metalcore too. All their stupid little riffs that they do and how horrible their life is. But then incorporating <laughs> like electronics and their drum tones. And it's like, dude, just. Just relax. Because <laughs> most of it is not that great too. Mm-hmm. Like all that all that experimentation, they're not very good at doing it. So just just play it simple. Like you're gonna get the message across the same way. And probably just do it better in the end. And uh, in the war zone, it's just, it's a perfect because they're in a war zone politically, musically. They're 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 trying to show everybody, hey, we're all in this together. We're all in the same community. Relax. Yeah. That's that's like the overall message of this album is not any more fuck the government. It's just relax. Yeah, it's true. It's really good. I, I think the lyrics on this one are are much better than the lyrics on the self titled as well because we did that so recently. I feel like the the lyrics are are much better on this one because they're more of a fuck you, but they're not as like cocky. Because I remember the self titled was very much like hyping themselves up and seeing how much better they are than everybody else. But this is like the complete opposite of that. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. Lyrics are much better. But, all right, so In a War Zone, do we got anything else on this song? That's it. That's it. All right, so my 1B is, uh, this. I don't know if this will surprise you or not, but it's Something's Different, the the hip-hop one. Okay. I This song, so the first time I ever listened to this record was, I, I, I downloaded it le- illegally. I'll say it right now. I downloaded it illegally oh. because I was so disappointed by Haunted Cities back in the day, so... Did it? I put it on my iPod because this is before Spotify. So I put it on my iPod and I went to the gym just to throw it on, just kind of have it as background while I'm working out. And I remember I jumped on the treadmill and put, and that in a war zone came on. And I just, I couldn't believe it. I, I thought I downloaded the wrong record at first. And then, and then I remember getting to something's different and just the feeling I got from listening to that. I couldn't believe that how, how weird this song sounds. It's so unique. 
so unique. And once you in that second verse with I think it's Bun B, the second verse, I I loved his voice, and that's why I was asking you if you knew anything about UGK because I've I've always thought about oh I want to go listen to his other like what he's done outside of the band, but then I always forget about it until now. And now I really want to check out UGK because I loved, absolutely loved his verse on this song. It's the be- to me, it's the best part of the whole record is his verse. Where, where does this sit on your banger list? This is one of those okay songs, but it was a Oof. good okay, so it could have been a banger. Oof. So what, what did you think about the, the rapping part of it? So I, I, I like the hip hop. I like that influence in there. I get it. I just don't, the instrumentals just didn't quite match the feeling for me. I just okay. didn't, I thought they're a little too disjointed, and that's the only reason why, really, because it was a cool song. It, it did remind me of like Diamonds and Guns production wise, or mm-hmm. or even better, like that. You ever hear that song "Heaven Is a Half Pipe" song by Opium? Oh God, I forgot about that song. <laughs> that song is terrible. <laughs> oh, it's awful. But that's what this song kind of reminded me of. Just that that type of of kind of goofiness. But like I'm trying to be just laid back and cool, but it came off really bad. That's what it reminded me of, but it was a lot better than that. But yeah, yeah I don't. I, yeah. I just thought like the hip hop part of it was the best part for sure. It just didn't quite match the interme- instrumentals, and just wasn't. It wasn't quite there. And knowing like like UGK and how influential and great they were, that's. I mean, eh, <laughs> tough shoes to fill. Tough shoes to fill. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. And I. This this is why they what I talked about earlier, like Travis playing the uh, like electronic drums to make it more hip hop. I thought it worked really well because he does that in the verses of this song, and also the like the pre-chorus leading into the something's different, you know, <laughs> typical Tim Armstrong. Something's different. Something's, something's different, different, man. man. <laughs> <laughs> he says, "Man, like, why do you say, man?" Come on. <laughs> it's so cheesy. Uh, but I, I do understand what you mean where it, it does jump a lot. I mean, even between the verse, the hip hop verse to like that, w- to the weird pre-chorus and then it gets into the heavy rock part of the chorus. It, it's weird. It's a weird transition, but I, I really dig it. I, I don't know what it is. It, maybe it's some, it's something's different about it. I don't know. Something's it's different. Smack dab right in the center of the, the record too, placement wise. It's, it's, I, to me, it's the most unique song on the record. And it just, it's totally stood out to me since the moment I heard it. So I'm going to play a little bit of it because it is my BB. So here it is. Something's different from the transplants. Oh, 
Stalkers race, see the sunny in the woods where the bears ain't looking for the honey. You better watch your back, ain't a damn thing funny. The streets done changed, it used to be rules. Now every man's for himself. So watch these fools, cause they follow no codes. Got no loyalty, and everybody wanna kill a king to be royalty, man. Something different, man. Something like a dream here. And sounds never heard, seeing sights it's never seen. Ain't really much to live for, nothing to believe. Where I'm at and where it's at. There you go, something's different from the transplants. Man, I love that one. I love that song, man. Something's different. Something's different, man. <laughs> I mean, that's it's it's kind of a cool song too. Like, I, I I think the concept of something's different, and then we talked about when this came out, how things are different. Even the rap game is different, and and UGK and Outkast, as far as putting Southern hip hop on the map, and we just did Outkast a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And now here's the transplants, and I mean Travis Barker has been in the most influential pop ba- pop punk band of all time hands mm-hmm. down so they don't need to do this and they're coming out and telling all us all of everybody that something's different music fucking sucks right now listen <laughs> so this maybe this is kind of like pompous and cocky maybe but they don't they're not explicit about it you know they it, it's their actions that show that rather than their words which is nice i like that something's different man Something's different, man. So uh, going going to UGK real quick too. Where do you? I mean, you're obviously more familiar with them than I am. Where do you think I should start? If you even know, honestly, I've I've never listened to UGK outside of whatever had the front and back side to side song on. I whatever album that was was probably like, I don't know. <laughs> I I really have not listened to a lot of UGK. I just okay. know that that they were well before Outkast, like early early nineties. And if if it, if it wasn't Outkast or like Ghetto Boys, UGK was like the quintessential Southern hip hop group. Okay, yeah, I'm definitely gonna give him a listen because I, dude, that that verse it gets me every time, and I don't know why I'd, I've never gone and tried to listen to more. It's great. Yeah, so okay. <laughs> you really don't like that part, do you? Maybe maybe it's his UGK. Maybe that's why I've I've never I never got into him because even that that song the front and back side to side song I don't it's okay yeah, it's fine okay all right you yeah. you would know the song if you heard it uh, probably probably I just don't know that it's like it's like the the AO song or not the AO what's the Ayer, Ayer. yeah it, that's like that song I never knew that was an Outcast song until so we did that fucking the record <laughs> <laughs> so never good. knew that was them <laughs> song's not that great. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! All right, okay. So what's what's your two B? Uh, what is my two B? Are I'll you deleting complete... your notes? No, I'm. You better I'm not doing be them, I'm doing notes. them in red. I'm doing okay, them in good. red. Okay, good. Okay, good, 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 good. Because you yelled at me last week. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Yeah. Um, completely detach. Okay. That's my that's my two B because I that's think this surprising. Is, dude, this is just good punk rock. That's it. Wow, you Travis. really? I thought you were gonna go for more than hip hop on this record. I I don't know. I uh, hip hop is fine. <laughs> I think all of my stuff, yeah, all the hip hop stuff. I don't think any of it's like a like a true B. Okay. Anything with the hip hop elements is like a true B. I mean, no. Uh, so yeah. completely detaches my twelve B. Um, oh, yeah, that's your that, least I, favorite I, I song. Lo- it's my least favorite song, Ooh. but it's still a banger. I think every song is a banger on this record. Oh God. Yeah, there I don't do go. that often, but it is it is the biggest banger. I, I thought um, Travis did a great job. Again, minimal flair. Everything matched perfectly. And it was just a no frills, 
No, no BS. Good punk rock song. It is. It really is, and that the chorus is super catchy too. Completely detached. Sever the arms. Oh, sever the arms. Sever the legs, or something that's, like that, right? It's <laughs> very. Remember now. It's very like like black. Some of the choruses are very black flag sounding too. Just the okay, way they yeah. they they yell. Like like rise above or like like uh, completely detached or or in a war zone even that's very yeah it's very kind of like throwing it back to the old school punk days kind of like the big gang vocals but without the actual background vocals yeah like where where the singer can actually do the the, the gang the gang style vocals by himself which is impressive yeah. it's good Rollins did it well so this is this is a great song uh, should we play a little bit of it and get more into it what do you want to do? yeah we can okay play it. Okay. You hate it, but that's fun. I do, I love the song. Well, so here's a completely detached uh, from the transplants. Go completely detach from the transplants. <laughs> so good. Those uh, that guitar tone is so full sounding. It it it's just it's this album is mixed so well, and dude, like we already talked about the production, the mix, it complements to the transplants and Chris Holmes. I guess Chris Holmes also mixed the record, so he co-produced it and mixed it, engineered it as well. So he he was a big part of this this album and they they fucking killed it. This is this is a great a great song and the that bridge is so cool too because Travis kind of goes off but it's mainly just him going off on the snare just playing this really just just going for it. I don't even know what to call it. And then just the the back and forth lines between Tim and Rob just scream they're pretty much just like screaming at each other. <laughs> it just sounds so cool and then Travis is that cool fill back into the uh, back into the the chorus to finish out the song, and that's it's a killer that, punk song. That's like the only fill that he really does on the song is just that mm-hmm. one little thing. Otherwise, if he does anything close to it, it's really just a roll into the next part, into the verse, into the chorus. It's not a, like a fill. It's just 
a transition. Yeah. And Travis, dude, I, I, I really like Travis's drumming on this album. I cannot believe it. I know. I cannot it believe was, it. It was really, it's really, really fucking good. Um, how many times prior to this week had you listened to this record? I think just maybe twice, honestly. Maybe twice. I think okay. once when we did it and then another time when you bought it and I opened it. Or I bought it for you at Grace and then I opened it and listened oh, to yeah, it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because I actually have the vinyl on this one. Yeah. And I would have kept it, but Grace always had copies of it, so I never worried about it. Now they don't? No, I've not seen Transplant <laughs> since you bought it or since I bought it for you that day. Yeah, you got this one for me and you got um, the self-titled one for me as well. Yeah, it's annoying. <laughs> never seen them again. It was, it was the early days of our collecting. That's what it is. It happens. It happens. Uh, lyrically, what do you have on this one? See, like now, now I'm thinking this whole thing is a flex on on music in general, mm-hmm. because now when they're talking about completely detach and and sever the head, that's kind of like, like like cut out the big man and then all the little man will follow type of thing. Okay, and and so on the surface, on the surface, it seems like they're still fucking the government, but maybe they're talking about music, and maybe they're talking about Let's get rid of, of like the big names in music in the 2010s, and then we'll stop having these shitty bands that are not good, like the ones I've already said. But I like those bands. I'm not gonna say their names when I say shitty music. <laughs> but maybe we won't have like the metalcore stuff that's really bad if we get rid of whoever the big name was in in bad music in 2013. That's a I didn't think of it that way, but I mean after this discussion, I I'm kind of leaning toward agreeing with you on that. Because again, there's, than that. there's no reason for this fucking album other than they were just pissed off that the music sucks in the in the scene at this time. Yeah, you're right. Maybe every song on here is that like because all my notes essentially have to deal with fucking the government or some type of authority. But maybe now it's, it's I'm gonna try and translate them as we go into fucking music, the scene in general. And that makes sense. I mean, I'm going through my notes too, and and. I think it could be taken either. I think on I face value, they're talking more about the government and being just the punk attitude towards the government. But now that you mentioned the music thing, it could it could very well be both. I like that. I like that a lot. Oof. That's good. That's really good. Oh man. All right, do Breaking we have anything here, else baby. on completely detached? Mm-mm. Okay, so nothing else on completely detached. Um what is your wait, what that was your two B. So what's your three B? Because my two B uh, was in a war zone. Uh, see it to believe it. Got to see it to believe it. <laughs> Good pop punk baby. <laughs> Stupid Timmy's voice. This though. is my this is my three B as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's, it's just so good, good goof. It's good goof. It is. It's good goof. <laughs> it's good goof. It's good goof. Travis just uh, doing normal drum stuff. I think the guitar part and the chorus is really cool. It's got this like like cool wailing sound to it. I don't know what to compare it to. It's almost annoying, but it's just the right amount of like wail. What who wait, the guitar you said? Yeah, there's a guitar part in the chorus, just like the way it sounds. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't I don't know how to like or what to compare it to, but it's it's really cool. I like it. It is. I will say too, the way this song after coming off of In a War Zone, which is just so aggressive and fast the guitar tone on this particular song is very subdued it's not it's very different but it's still like just as fast but maybe because it's like all downstrokes it's like it just starts off just very simple and basic and 
I don't know. It's 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 so different from from the first song. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's good though. In a war zone, it's just it's just a, a an anthem, kind mm-hmm. of. It, it's like they're it's like a weird ballad, punk rock style or something. It's just it's it's so different. And the the call and answer kind of thing going on in the choruses too. Guys, you get to believe it. <laughs> it's good though. It sounds so good. It, it's it's just as catchy as the chorus, which is very catchy too. You know, this will be the death, death of us all. One world, one. Wait, wait. One, one world, 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 one world bomb. bomb. Yeah. One. It's. He's one, 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 one phone call. One phone call. Yeah, yeah. This will be the end of the line. No life, no chance, no more time. That's he has this cool way of like on this entire record. He has a really good melody. Or he has really good. He's really good at doing the melodies on this record, which you never saw on the first two records, especially the first one. No, like Rob kind of kills it on this one vocally. I know that's why. I mean, that's why it's so different than the first one because it's it's kind of just like a different guy. Like if you would have said that it's not even Rob doing this, then I would have been like, oh, okay, that I, 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 that makes sense. I get it because yeah. it's two completely different guys, essentially, <laughs> ten years apart, over ten years apart. And on the mm-hmm. first one, he's just constantly like yelling and rapping, and on this one, he's just kind of yelling and singing. So yeah, I know. It's cool. It's really cool. It's really cool. It's cool that this and guy I, can do both things really, really well. He sounds like such an angry man, but I was, uh, Davey Havoc was on a podcast, re- on the Striker podcast recently, and he was saying how, like, Skinhead Rob, because he's known, I guess he's known Skinhead Rob since, like, the early 90s, early AFI days, and he was saying he's, like, the nicest person he's ever met. Just very kind and generous, and you don't hear or see that at all in, in this music. I, f- I feel like with a nickname Skinhead Rob, you either have to be like the next Tom Metzger, like leading the Aryan Nation, or you have to be like a really, really <laughs> nice guy. Yeah. And it's the latter, it seems. And that makes sense because, I mean, nobody wants to be friends with a fucking racist, so. That's true. Yeah, that's very <laughs> so true. Especially Davey Havoc, who, is, Davey Havoc who, who rides the line even more than me, you know, with everything. Oh, dude. Well, Davey Havoc wants no part in any kind of confrontation whatsoever. <laughs> He has very little fun in life, it seems. Yes. Oh, man. But, yeah, See It to Believe It. Um, I, I just I think it's an incredibly catchy song. So let, let's play a little bit of it, and then we will talk about the lyrics real quick. Sound good? Let's do it. Okay, here it is. See It to Believe It from The Transplants. Corruption. You gotta see it to believe it. 
There you go. See it to believe it. From the transplants. What do you got lyrically on this one? I thought this was just a, a good old-fashioned fuck-off song. Fuck-off to the government, anti-war, anti-just anything in authority. See, I got something different. I, I think it, I think they're talking about government cor- corruption and, uh, you know, about it's all about special interests and, you know, it's right in front of us, but we choose not to believe it, even though it's we see it in plain sight. That's how, that's what I got from this song. Okay. I mean, that's pretty, that's in the it's same ballpark though. here. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, yeah. But, yeah, no, I, I I thought, I mean, I don't, honestly, I, I just don't think anything's, any of these are deeper than... Than face value. Than face value. I just don't. <laughs> yeah. Outside of maybe being connected to the music industry somehow. Like the one world, one bomb, one phone call, like like one phone call could end the world, right? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That aspect, that, that thought. So, I, yeah. It's fantastic. It's a nuclear nightmare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool alliteration there. <laughs> Silly boys. <laughs> All right. Do we got anything else on this one? Uh, no. No, no, no. Okay. So this is both our 3B. So what do you got for your 4B? Even though I kind of, even though I kind of don't like this song, this is my 4B, and that's Gravestones and Burial Plots. <laughs> really? Wow, yeah. that's my 10B. Okay, the, let's get into it. This is your, wait, what my B 10, is this? 10. Oh, dang. Yeah. Oh, darn. Okay, oh, so, wow. I mean, be, <laughs> my favorite part of this is the ending. Is that little Travis ending? He just oh okay yeah fucking couldn't help himself but to add this own little drum interlude thing that we've heard him do many times, <laughs> but it's cool. It opens up with the word Illuminati. Like that's I know <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> that's that's a cool thing to do. Like in 2013 still, and that's fine. But it's also really aggressive in its lyrics. It talks about burying cops, and that's yeah like that's. That's a pretty aggressive lyric to throw in there. That's yeah, fight back and bury the lot. Fight back and bury the law. Take the ways and take control. Yeah, it is. It is pretty aggressive. That's for sure. I mean, people don't generally take too kindly to talk, like killing cops. It's just even in like hip hop music, it's still kind of like a just killing anybody in general, but especially like police officers. It's just it's always looked down on because it's just so it's so aggressive, and and I I like that they throw it in here. Yeah, I do too. It's cool. It's good. It's a very it's a very fuck you sentiment and yeah, it goes along with uh what we were talking about, just straight up punk. Even punkers don't really talk about killing cops. Like nobody does. Yeah, cuz it's just I don't know. It's I don't know. I I don't it's know why up. honestly. It's it's, it's cuz it's fu- I mean it's fucked up to say you want to kill anybody that you don't know, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's that I don't know. To to generalize anything into a category of I want to kill them because they are this. Yeah. I mean, punkers talk about like, you know, fuck the cops or beat them up or, you know, all that yeah. kind of stuff. But yeah. Fighting a up. cop is one thing. They even, even Ice Cube talking about going toe to toe in a cell with like the guards, with the police officers <laughs> is different than just straight. I'm going to kill you. So that's good. That's good. I, I, that I like the aggressiveness. Good. And I, again, I really like that Travis ending. That was really cool. I do too. And this is like, this is a straight up punk song. This, there's nothing wrong with this at all. Just to me, it doesn't stand out as much as the earlier songs. It don't, it's almost like they, they backloaded the, the second part of the record with just more of the, the straight punk songs. Like they experimented, did all the fun stuff at the beginning, but then after that, it was just like, let's just, just go straight for it. 
And that's what the song is. And the, the latter half of the record. I'm going to play a little bit of a gravestones, gravestone and burial. Oh, fuck, dude. Gravestones and burial plots from the transplants. little bit of gravestones and burial plots straight good straightforward punk yeah like i was saying should i fast forward a bit but it's uh it's it's good i'm that's why i'm surprised you like it so much because you hate tim this is like a tim song and he's real stupid in this one too (laughs) that's good should i should i fast forward it to the end with travis or what do you think whatever you want to do kid it's your pod oh okay here we go some more of it There you go. At <laughs> the very ending of that song. <laughs> it's so good. It's something that could have been off of the, the self-titled record. Easily. Yeah, it's cool. I played it a little bit longer than I normally would because Ryan was walking outside again. So Perfect. he was talking. So <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> good stuff, though. Great song. Um, so that was your 4B. What do you got? Uh, what was my 4B? I don't even remember. What, my what was your 4B? My 4B is, uh, oh, All Over Again. It's happening all over again. <laughs> it's such a dumb melody. I love it. It's so catchy, though. Ah, where, where does this one sit for you? This is an okay song. I, I, it's uh, it's not a bad song. It, I thought it was fun. I, I just overall, it was okay. And that chorus is so catchy. I do like how they throw in a bunch of. I think they have like five, five or six different power chords in the chorus, rather than just doing like a normal punk, like two, maybe three. Yeah, yeah. I do dig that. There's a, there's more more notes. That's cool, but um, you know, it's, it's all right. Because it because it just follows the it follows the vocal melody, which is so cool. Yeah, it's it's fine. Never cease to amaze me. It's up on all over real good. It's it's such a weird. Uh, I don't even know. It it's bizarre. It's a bizarre song, but I. I it's so catchy. I love it. <sighs> but uh, musically, outside of that, that's pretty much it. Just that one, that one chorus. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's the, the chorus is what does it. it. It's really great. What do you got lyrically on this one? I I didn't I didn't even do this one because I didn't like it that much. Oh my god! This oh, wait, one, there were no lyrics, huh? This one in Paul Wall. I didn't. I didn't. I was like, I don't care. 
Well, I I want I do want to play all over again because I just want to listen. I I really just want to listen to the chorus. So okay. here it is from Transplants. too with this song all over again his travis's drum playing reminds me a lot of what he would have done on uh the self-titled record just the very kind of the like caveman style that he does on that record yeah like when he's hitting the the, the snare and hi-hat you know yeah it just sounds very heavy it's but it's it's still not complex yeah it's not it he doesn't overdo it at all it's perfectly balanced with the rest of the song this is probably like the best, like like him drumming on on self titled and toy page. Mostly, I would say toy page more so than self titled because everybody else was bringing the heat on on self titled. But toy page, yeah. really nobody was bringing the heat except for him, and he overdid it so much. Even fucking even Enema, and then compared to this, it's just like two completely different drummers that, like one no, knew his role, like he knew his role in this one, but for some reason he fucking murdered Enema and just made a horrible, unlistenable. <laughs> it's not a get the fuck out of here. Hate Enema. Well, it's kind of like how restrained he was with plus forty four as well. That there was a lot of there are a lot of moments on that record where he could have gone off, but he just he laid or just sat back and you know played to the beat. Yeah, like played to the song thirteen for sure. That was man, I love his performance on that one. Subdued, but just a little a little flair at points. But overall, even yeah. like the most flary song, the when when your heart stops beating, even that is subdued compared to what he was doing on the last three blink. Yeah. That's a great record. Too bad we already did it on the pod. We could do it. We should do it Fucking again. Fucking do it again. <laughs> That's, That's what we do. List. <laughs> it's no. too good. <laughs> we just did it like not even a year ago, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Okay. So, uh, we got anything else on all over again? That's all I got. It's already in the red. All right. What's your five B then? So I don't have any more true, true <sighs> Bs. Okay. But there's a couple other ones that we talked about that were close to being a B. Like, I think something's different. I think was one of them. I think that was the only one, actually. But, um, yeah, so something's different. I think Back to You is an almost B for me. And then okay. I think kind of any of them in Silence. I like both of those songs together. But Silence, yeah, really good. I like a lot. And now it's an almost B. And I think that's pretty much it. Like yeah, X the Wasteland is, is a true okay. The Paul Wall song is a problem, a true okay song. And then <laughs> so Come then Around. Come Around's your least favorite? Come Around's for sure my least favorite because that intro was just goofy. 
Like, I, it's just stupid. It's that acoustic yeah. guitar intro. It's too dropkick sounding without like the catchiness. And Tim's yeah. voice is the worst on this song. It is. I awful. was very curious about that because fucking awful. Come around as my five B, um, but I knew you would. I knew you would hate Tim's voice in this because it is kind of annoying. It's Come so around. awful. Oh, uh, I can't even try to. I can't even try to Don't, mimic him because it's awful. But that's it, that, dude. That intro. Why, why have an acoustic guitar in here? Why? Why are you yeah, doing I know, this? I know. Why? Well, I mean, Back to You has an acoustic guitar too. That that Rob sings over. Yeah, but that song drops in heavy. It does. No, you're right. It does. It does. Come around's another like come around and something different are the two standout songs, definitely. But and back to you that that song, that song is loud. That song is fucking really loud. It's really bombastic. It it it, it 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 made me think like, dude, if I had this like cranked up, this would blow my speakers out because it sounds like they're blowing their speakers out when they recorded it. <laughs> and it's really yeah, cool. It is. it is very fucking loud. I, I get what you mean on that one. And then also, you know, the song "Silence." You brought that one up. Which is my seven B? Uh, it's it's probably it's a very it might be the mo- outside of In a War Zone it might be the most hardcore punk song on the record, and that breakdown with the where it's just the bass and drums right there, that is such a cool breakdown. It's probably like fifteen seconds, but it and it's not complicated at all. It's just it gets you pumped up. It's dude. It's before a very back heavy song. It's really cool. Yeah, I I love that song. Yeah, I I I. Silence was good. What's that instrument called that you hear it first in any of them and then you hear it again in silence? And we've said it before. And I think it's something to do with like a jawbone of a donkey or something. And Oh, what? I can't Wait, remember the fucking that? name of the instrument was. I can't remember the name either, but I know exactly what you're talking about. But what I don't can't think of it in, where in the song that's played. Of a donkey. I'm trying to look it up real quick. <laughs> jawbone donkey of a donkey jawbone. instrument. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Because that's, that's how it started. It started like as a jawbone of a donkey, and then it, it progressed into a quijada. That's what, the, that's what the name is called. The, the quijada was the, the jawbone of a donkey. It has that like... I'm trying to know, remember. Like a, like a rattle, kind of? Like a... Oh, wait. I know what like you're talking twisting about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about now. Yeah, I don't and know I how can to fucking it. describe it. Like, why don't... It's a weird, it's a definitely a very, very weird sound. I don't know. I what, exactly but it was cool because it was, it was in any of them and it was in silence like right after. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like they're, now they're incorporating other percussive elements and that's, that's fun. I like Yeah, it's that. always nice. Yeah. Good job. And, and then in any of them, there's a little double part time at the end. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. And I also notice in, in any, any of them and silence are the two songs where the bass is really good. Like, any of them has that it's kind of squirrely sounding uh throughout pretty much the entire song and he's just kind of all over the place but still keeping it you know in beat and in groove and everything like that but i don't know it just it, the bass playing is really good on these two songs it's it's, it's great it's awesome it's so good good stuffs and do you like yes. it's so so the paul wall song it's a problem where where does that it's a problem. land on on your that's my 9b okay yeah it it's a great song but the only reason it's it's where it sits is because the, the last three songs are just like straight punk songs. We kind of went through everything, right? Yeah. And then, I, you know, we might as well just bring it up because it was the song that came out when they reunited right before this record, and that's the song Saturday Night. Do you remember that song? No. With Slash? <laughs> Slash oh, was I, on it. I, I remember what... I don't know what song that was, though. 
yeah, it was really bad. It oh, was yeah. it was it was terrible. And I remember because that was that's what came out like a year before this record as their comeback single. And I, I remember hearing it and thinking, shit, dude, this this new uh, Transplants album is going to be terrible. Like if it sounds anything like this, it's going to be awful because the song was terrible. And I think it was on either Travis's soul. No, it was on Travis's solo record. And it might have been on the, the EP, the covers EP as well for some reason. But it was definitely on Travis's solo record. <laughs> the but it, the the fucking drummer, all of his yeah, albums have give like a drummer song. with the drummer in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dummy. There's some good songs on there though. Like the Tech Nine one is really good. The Buster Rhymes one's good. Well, he has enough fucking people guest starring on there. There's bound to be some <laughs> good songs. My God. Even the Corey Taylor one's not bad. Fucking guy knows like everybody. I know, right? What an asshole. Yeah. All right, so let's give our uh, let's give our final thoughts, and then let's rank the record, or rate the record with our world famous rating system, where three is a perfect album, two is a good album you're going to continue to listen to, one is a bad album but give it a shot, and zero is just the worst thing you ever heard. So what do you got, Jeff? Go. So I this album's not not breaking any any crazy walls or setting any records here, but I don't think that's what his intention was. I think his intention was to to remind people that punk rock can still be loud. It can still be aggressive. It can still just be fun. And I love that it came out at a time when punk rock was kind of dead, except for the bands that have been doing it for 20 years. And uh, that's cool. And this is 2013. These guys are very successful in their, in their side projects and everything they got going on. They're very busy too. They did not need to do this. There's no call for this whatsoever. This is strictly because something probably annoyed them. And that's uh, that's all I hear from this. It's just them being annoyed with something. And and the more we talked about it, the more I think they're just annoyed with music. Music just not being fun anymore and getting... But then Travis does a lot of stupid music too, so I don't know. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anymore because he did a lot of dumb shit. So but I this is know. just before all of that. That's before true. Before he really started well, his, to do the bad stuff. His solo album, the, the drummer shit, came out before this. Did it? Oh um, yeah, I did. You're right. It did. It did. So I don't. I don't know. Travis is a is an enigma. I don't understand that guy. I, I don't want to understand him either. But no, this is cool. I, I I respect it for what it is. And and at best, I think it's just a, a reminder that music can be fun in a, in a time when everything was so goddamn serious. At worst, it's just a a, a mediocre transplants album. But um. <laughs> I think it falls somewhere in between, but even like mediocre, <laughs> there's only they only have three albums, so yeah. mediocre. This is just not a bad one, and it's not their self-titled. But um, I would buy this because I think it's overall fun enough, and I had a good time talking about it. And I think it is important to to remind the kids that music can still be fun. Mm-hmm. So I I do two point two five. I do two point two five. Oh, that's that's much higher than I was thinking. Yeah, wow. no, this okay. is definitely above a two because I will go back to this and I will go back to it in its entirety. There were no stingers here and I wouldn't skip any songs, even though the Paul Wall song made me laugh. I, I giggled. <laughs> it was you very Linkin Park sounding song. too. I don't know. It was weird. I don't hear Linkin Park sound in that. It was just goofy. Even the, 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 the song before it too, like the way the way they rapped on it sounded like, uh, what's the name from Linkin Park? Uh, Mike Shinoda. Yeah, it sounded like Mike Shinoda. It reminded <laughs> me of Mike Shinoda. It, didn't sound, it reminded me of him. Okay. Um, but yeah, two point two five. I'll go back to this. It was just fun. I'd buy it on Good. vinyl. I actually did buy it on vinyl, and then uh, yeah, and then let it slip through my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It's happened to the best of us. I even had it on vinyl. Listened to it on vinyl. Liked it on vinyl, and then gave it away. 
then gave it away. Yeah, that's that, that's a foolish thing to do. You that were is a fool very to foolish thing to do. Fool me once, can't fool me again though. All right, my final thoughts on In a War Zone. I like this record the moment it came out, or the moment I heard it. Uh, you know, completely exceeded my expectations of the band at the time, and uh, it's it's a it's a absolutely great listen through front to back. You don't really want to turn it off. You don't want to change the song or anything like that. It's only thirty minutes long. It's thirty minutes and nine seconds long. It's very short. It's sweet to the point. I love that about it. It's straight up punk for the most. I mean, not for the most part. It's it's a punk record. Um, but something different, man. That that song really, man. That is that is quite a quite a. I don't even know what to even call it. It's just so different from anything else on the record. I love it, and um, don't, I don't you know, we do pretty it. Much, we pretty much talked about everything else. Oh, the artwork we didn't really touch upon, but it's somebody named Mark Machado. He's like a famous uh, graffiti artist and stuff. So shout out mm. to that. Had to throw that in there real quick, but. Um, yeah, I I'm not going to give this a perfect 3. It's not a perfect album. So, you know, with that, it's a 2.75 for me. It's almost there. Hmm. It's almost there. I yeah. I think I like this record as much as I like the self-titled. Well, I really not, do. That's crazy I, boy talk. I I think I like them the same amount, only the self-titled go, gets to the number 1 spot because of its nostalgia. But otherwise, I think they're they're are they're on the same playing field. They're different, but they're on the same playing field. Okay. Yeah, 2.75 for All me. Right. <laughs> it's, well, that's fair. Okay. It's just too good. It's just too good, man. It's good. It's not too uh, good, but it's good. It's just the right amount of good. good. It's amazing. All right, so that's that's all I got. I think that's all you got, too, for the episode, right? That's it. That's all. All right, so, you know, go to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. We got nothing else. We're not going to bore you, bore you too much with this outro, so that's it. That's all. I'm like Morpheus. Like you, you can start calling me calling me Morpheus. All I all I do is show you the door. <laughs> you got to walk through it. That's all I do. I would never ever call you that. <laughs> what, a, <laughs> what a dumb name, too. No, Morpheus. it's not. It's so cool. And also the like the pre-chorus leading into the something's different, you know, <laughs> typical Tim Armstrong. Something's different. Something's, something's different, different, man. man. <laughs> <laughs>